0: yeah we sure do need to make it better but uh i tell you it feels like it's getting worse and um uh <laughs> i i love what david roper said in, in one of his recent articles i, I actually quoted in the catch uh, you know uh, when you get older these people all have a way of saying well the world's just going to hell in the handbasket and he said you know it may be that we've arrived <laughs> and uh who knows you know it's a, it's a it's a scary world it's a different world we have been since for it seems like two months we've been talking about almost nothing but this election from before to after it um to what do we do now uh basically because we've, we've never been through anything quite like this, uh, I think, as a country. And, uh, uh, you know, I can't wait to get my newspaper every day, because what, what new mm-hmm. thing is going to show up today? It's just been an amazing uh, road we've been on recently. And uh, uh, someone who's provided some wonderful uh, insights along that road has been our good friend Rob Stutzman Rob is from Sacramento He is a Republican consultant He's worked with major Republican Candidates uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Meg Whitman and, and, and various levels of um, of uh, State And local politics um, He runs uh, His own PR company there in Sacramento And uh, Quoted often uh, I see him quoted often in the LA Times, um, especially when they 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 want a kind of a Republican consultant to talk about things. Um, and so we are com- are tremendously honored and uh, grateful to have him on our program. And uh, but this is our first time after the election, so uh, we'll have a whole new thing to talk about. But Rob is willing to give us a little bit of time tonight. So thank you so much, Rob. Welcome to the Catch Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing tonight? Are you there? <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Rob, hang on. It's me. Okay, There you go. It was me.
1: There. That you know what? Can you hear me I now? Forgot.
0: I can hear you. I'm <laughs> okay. glad you didn't I didn't lose you. I yeah, I forgot that uh uh once the show goes on, uh you immediately are muted and
1: uh, uh
0: automatically and <laughs> so there you are. Well, glad, Welcome to glad, talk was, Radio. glad the Let's,
1: problem wasn't on my end. So that's good. So now i yeah, connected. It's not, it's good it's to be not. with you again.
0: Okay. Well, gosh, we were um you know, we were wondering about what on earth was going to happen, and now it happened. Um, how did it happen, Rob? How how yeah. did it, how did Trump how did Trump get elected? I mean, what what happened? No one expected well, it's, it.
1: No, no, no one no one did expect it. I fact, except I for Michael Moore, today. maybe. Well, a little bit, yeah, maybe more more, yeah. more. more is in touch with the type of voter that you know kind of revolted in this election. I, I had a client today say, "Hey, mm-hmm. last time I saw you, you said a million the one uh, he, he wouldn't win." I said, "I stand by that. Uh, <laughs> it's a million to one." <laughs> uh, what, so you know what we what we know in the campaign business. You know, we we want to go back and understand the data. Obviously, there's you know polls weren't accurate in a lot of places. It wasn't a huge systemic failure in polling. The national average was Clinton by 3 and she was she's going to win the popular vote within that margin of error, but there's certainly, you know, in the Rust Belt, you you look at places like the Rust Belt and then you look mm-hmm. at urban centers that Democrats have been able to capitalize upon in states like Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina in more recent elections. And you know, when you when you look there, you've got Rust Belt voters, basically blue-collar white voters um, to, to generalize, but that's largely correct, who – many of who voted for Obama the last two elections um, voted for Trump. They voted for change for the third time mm-hmm. in a row, if you will. But mm-hmm. then you look at the urban mm-hmm. the urban voters, and there was just huge systemic failure and collapse of Hillary Clinton. Uh, in centers hmm. that uh, Obama uh, had heavy turnout and even Kerry and Gore had, you know, good robust turnout and she just completely collapsed. Um, hmm. And uh, urban urban voters abandoned her. To give this kind of some perspective, is like you look at the state of, of Wisconsin, which may have been the biggest surprise of the night, uh, that Trump won Wisconsin and the Senate Republican ca- incumbent came from way back in the polls and won pretty handily there, Ron Johnson. But uh, McCain Hmm. and Romney, in the last two elections, both had more votes and lost Wisconsin than Trump had and won Wisconsin um, two weeks ago. So I I share that as the anecdote that kind of explains, you know, a good way to kind of get your mind around the what happened factor um, is that you know one of the things that had to happen for Trump to win was there to be a complete collapse of. A lot of uh, of Clinton's base, and uh, that's exactly what happened in those Rust Belt states, along with um, Trump having an economic message that appealed to that part of the country.
0: So you're saying, when you say the collapse of of uh, Hillary's um, uh, vote, you're saying that people just didn't vote at
1: all; they didn't even show Correct. up. Uh, what they just they didn't oh, I show see. up. And they had, uh, you know, this is where the, the you know, her campaign has the, the machine, if you will, to turn out the vote. You know, you hear about the ground game talked about, you know, on the news with all the the pundits. They had all that in place, but if voters aren't aren't buying what you're selling, it doesn't matter if your if your message isn't right. And you uh, know, there's some, uh, it, there's also some, you know, history would have suggested that there was um, opportunity here for the Republicans because of the. Arthur Schlesinger's pendulum of, you know, back and forth of how American mm-hmm. politics go, there, there's probably, it's fair to assume, a little bit of that was happening here. Uh, this is largely a rejection of the policies of the la- last eight years and certainly the candidacy of of Clinton, plus what Trump was tapping into with a certain certain demographic that is certainly expressed in that in that in uh, those Rust Belt states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm um rob with
0: with the 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 whole um the the huge missed target uh the the media the polls the pundits all the predictions is is the media really uh that far out of touch uh with the the heart of the country are are they are they just LA and New York why? Why would? How does that happen? That they, they all kind of ended up on one side only.
1: Well, cult, yeah, I mean, culturally, they culturally they are not representative of the, the middle of the country. Um, you know, when you look at the media at whole, though, you had very conservative Republican newspapers from the heartland of the country that weren't going to, that did not endorse Donald Trump. And for the first time in some of their history, it's like the Arizona Republic endorsed a Democrat. Oh yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a multi-layered, I think, discussion, but largely what you see on your TV every night is, is, is largely influenced um, by, you know, the, the very secular cultures, media centers of Los Angeles, uh, New York, to some degree, Chicago. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, that Mm -hmm. is, that is correct. And, uh, yeah, there was a huge miss. I tell you, I, you know, some in the media got it. I mean, uh, a reporter that I know uh, with the Bloomberg News Group who was out traveling and was seeing all this with her own eyes, she she privately told me for months she thought he was going to win. So, you know, there's smart, uh. savvy reporters out there that were that were seeing it. But it it certainly feels like that the industrial complex of the media uh, did not think he was going to win, probably felt like they were uh against him, Of course, I think there's some principled reasons to come across that way um, but there's also mm-hmm. the, you know, the polling and the data and the, you know the that whole science and that whole industry you know didn 't have a great night yet once again
0: mhm mhm what what are what are people saying the people who voted for Trump in spite of all of the negative stuff about about him and his his morality and his the way he trashed people and women and and uh, minorities and all of that, but they voted for him anyway. What what does that say?
1: Well, uh, it says first and foremost that people are always going to vote their self-interest. Um, you know, which is somewhat the way mm-hmm. our system is is designed to work. I think any type of, of verdict that somehow you know, this was an act of racism, you know, is absurd. Um, like I already said earlier, obviously, if there had been urban vote, which means a larger black vote, uh, Hillary may have won. Mm-hmm. Um, those voters stayed home. Um, I, you know, I saw a, I saw an interview, you look for anecdotes, in, you know, and to answer this type of question, I saw an interview after the election on MSNBC with a small business person in a in, um, uh, collar county around Detroit, and you know what? What he was saying was he didn't take Trump literally on anything. Um, but whether, and he and he didn't huh. articulate it this way, but basically this is a this is a man in a changing world that's becoming more global in its economy. Automation is taking away jobs like those of the people that you know, had patronized his business, his small business. I think it was a deli for the last twenty years. And they're worried and they're concerned. And no one's really talking about what the real problems are in the world. And this fits into what we saw in England with Brexit and the rise of nationalist politics mm-hmm. in Europe as well. But there was this, this belief that it doesn't matter what Trump said, um, that because he was a businessman, that somehow he'll figure out what to do. And they felt more mm-hmm. confident <clears throat> that he'll be someone <clears throat> excuse me, that can figure this out for them in the future or is more likely to, uh, than Hillary Clinton, who was the epitome of an establishment candidate. So, you know, as mm-hmm. many people like uh, like myself were very disturbed, still am, at the things that were literally being said, but I think at the end of the day mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of voters acted, uh, not react, did not react what, to what Donald Trump was literally saying, but what he was uh, projecting as someone who was strong, successful, confident, and was uh, promising promising the people um that things were gonna be okay. He was gonna make their lives better. Wow. Wow.
0: I want to take a second to just invite anyone who wants to call in. We are live tonight, and uh um if you have a question for Rob or a comment, six four six seven one six Five seven two one. If you've got your computer on, you probably open or listening. The number should be right there for you. Six four six seven one six five seven two one. We'd love, love to have you call in. Um, so now, what's going to happen to the Republican Party?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> That's a big uh, there's question. Obviously, yeah. There's obviously a lot of tension still within the party, even though the the party controls. Uh, you know. the the, the two elected branches of government um if trump is is true to what he has promised on supreme court appointments you know it's not partisan but there'll be a conservative bent on the court as well so all the levers of government federal government uh are now in the hands of of republicans uh my guess is you'll see a lot that they agree on early on but then i think you're you're set in for a longer term what's the republican party and is it a a uh protectionist, you know, uh, uh, anti-trade party that that Trump Hmm. has campaigned on, isolationist, withdrawing from um, um, a lot of uh, foreign policy intervention around the world? Um, Or is it the opposite of that, which is really what, you know, most of the members of Congress have been part of in terms of traditional Republican Party. So, you know, what the party is going to be is going to kind of play out, um, I think, between these branches of government over the next uh, two to four years. And there'll be, I think there'll be some stress on those, on those seams, if you will, but they just may not uh, reveal themselves until, until we're a good year or so into the Trump administration. Yeah.
0: Are, are we, um, are we really now more divided than ever? Um, I mean, it seemed like we were awfully divided with Obama. Uh, What's you know? What's the story now? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think the country the the country has been fairly divided for some time. Um, right. You know, I think you know we, we were unif- we were unified uh, after the attacks of nine eleven, and then um, wars came, and that was divisive, and economic distress came, and you know we haven't quite recovered from that. And then cu- culturally, there's just a lot of a lot of division, and people that feel like they've been mm-hmm. on the outs culturally reclaim their voice. Um, and won this election, mm. uh, and now mm. you have you have a more liberal, progressive uh, population that is now mortified because they feel like their culture's been been shunted aside. There's very little. There's very little, if any, dialogue. Um, our media channels. We're now in this mm. world where we can go we can go find media sources or information sources that accommodate our worldview instead of challenging it. And uh, right. uh, you know something I'm rather pessimistic about John is that we're uh, we, yeah. we are divided and um, we haven't figured out yet how to get get past some of this. There's certainly a huge role for the church to play, um, but I think by and large the, the church is so far is exasperating it instead of of healing those divides.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're headed right into my next question because. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk about, you know, how how do we in this divided culture, um, with a message of grace turned outward, uh, what you know, what what do we do? Uh, how can we best represent the truth of of Jesus, the message of Jesus Christ, and of grace in this in this environment?
1: Well, I, I think the f- the first thing is. And, you know, I, race is an issue uh, involved in all this. I think it's naive not to to address mm-hmm. some of this from a position of, of race. And so I think, you know, my view is, is to white evangelicals, especially those that voted for Trump, you know, to, some notion that you won or there is, there is vi- something victory in this, um, you know, I would caution about how misplaced that is to, to place, you know, the, the, any thought of victory – and vanquishing of what you think is, is evil or antithetical to Christ in terms of winning um, a worldly election. Politics are a worldly convention. Uh, um, right. And it, look, there's, there's things to be hopeful about. I am very hopeful about the court, the Supreme Court. Um, there's a lot of important issues, particularly regarding religious liberty, that I think we're going to rely on court to have to, to guard against in the years to come. So There's things to be pleased about but but not to be victors um but to be hmm. as you you know you so often remind us and are very good at teaching us john um graceful and outward hmm. facing grace mm-hmm. and so in in particular, I come back to the issue of race, and you know i've talked to I've talked to lots of frankly angry you know white evangelical particularly men who feel like they've been pushed aside by this culture and have been made to feel that they are racist and they're not. Um, and that they, uh, they're responsible for problems in this country and they're not. Um, and that uh, Christianity and our and Christian values aren't appreciated. Um, and that they voted out of a position of, of, of anger. But I think you have to consider um, just what this election does feel like uh, to a Latino uh, to African-American, mm-hmm. African-Americans, to women, uh, particularly young women, um, to, uh, to Muslims, people of other faiths, uh, and, and try to find empathy. And, you know, Christians oh, are so great. good in this country, so good in this country about speaking mm-hmm. out against evil. But it's really only certain kinds of evil, John. You know, we're very good at speaking mm-hmm. out about the evils of abortion, um, and other things, you know, other evils, uh, promiscuity, promiscuity, other evils in the culture that we see, except we never really take good hard stands about racism. And we don't necessarily we, – we fight for religious liberties as long as it's Christian religious liberties, uh, which is, of course, I right. incredibly ironic if we understand how this country actually was founded. Um, and there may be some people that believe, you know, Islam is antithetical to Christianity and Judaism, and it should be opposed. And that's fine, but then you you do have to abandon the U.S. Constitution <laughs> to get to that position, <laughs> at least in this country. Uh, freedom of religion is whole and intact, um, regardless of religion, and if you don't understand that, go stand at the Jefferson Memorial and read the walls or re- read, the, read the inscriptions on those walls. So mm. th- these are all things I think we just need more self-awareness of um, as, as Christians. Um, I think we that's should st- stop You need to stop and pause when you see someone who is so distraught over the uh, results of this election mm-hmm. and try to understand that doesn't mean you have to conclude that they're yeah, correct or that they, they have valid feelings, but my gosh, um, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it's incumbent upon us if we're going to exercise grace to lend ears and not mouths during a time like this. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Rob, thank you so much. That is so good. Uh, you know i there's a lot of fear that this has caused you know um yeah you know, we for instance we have a transgender friend who has not been out of her house uh since the election She's right afraid and and i'm sure that uh that is true for a uh, lots of minorities and other people who feel like they've been shut out and it's not only that but it's it's almost like this is, I don't know, Rob, maybe this is, it, it's almost like it's okay now, you know, because because Trump badmouth people, we can do it too, you know. It's, it's like the cat's out of the bag. You can feel this way. It's okay. You can backlash, finally. Uh, I can't believe, you know, twice in the last two weeks, I've heard two people refer to uh being called monkeys uh, uh, b- b- black people and i have never yeah. ever heard that I, how long has it been and i've heard it twice it's almost like okay you can you can do that now um boy that's that's kind of frightening isn't it yeah, there's yeah, there's
1: yeah. I think it's uh, I. You know, I was talking with some friends about this the other night, and they were all this is the liberal media pushing this notion that there's more hate crimes or what you know that have played that there is now a norm. There is more of a normalization than there has been in the past, at least in the more recent past, obviously uh, because mm-hmm. of the tenor mm-hmm. of of this campaign. And uh yeah. one of the reprehensible things about uh, this. Candidacy was that uh, the, the candidate the campaign never truly would condemn this type of behavior. And uh, even today, as we were we talking on the 22nd of mm-hmm. November, the, uh, the president-elect was asked today by the New York Times about this neo-Nazi group uh, that met, uh, white nationalists that met, had a convention in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. last week, including a Hail Trump salute. And he said today he goes, "I don't want to encourage any of that, but I'd have to learn more about it, which to me, I think is a rather tepid uh, type of, of condemnation um you know, so we didn't you know like Ronald Reagan was elected, and George Bush was elected, and his son George Bush was elected and there there wasn't any type of rise of this type of normalcy um Mm-hmm. from uh, an era frankly an era that uh, we I think our country mm-hmm. thought we were far past. So this is part of what I'm talking about is you know I, I think of the the so-called religious leaders, Christian leaders of this country that campaigned with Trump, gave him podium, gave him the benefit of of um of their endorsement yeah. Yeah. enthusiastically. And uh I want to I want to where, where where are they? In talking about this neo-Nazism It was a bunch of Mm pro-abortionists If it was a a now rally Out on the Mall of the Capitol They'd be speaking out about it But why aren't we speaking out and condemning Mm -hmm. um, The fact that now neo-Nazis In the United States of America feel comfortable um, uh, Organizing and being public And setting up a think tank now In Washington to work on on White nationalist Mm -hmm. policy They certainly have the right to do all these things Of course um, but, but if people like us aren't condemning yeah. them uh, uh, and calling them out for what they are, just like we do other things that we think are antithetical to the mm-hmm. to the gospel of Christ, well, then shame on us.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well put. Well, um, Amer- America
1: needs America needs a pastor in chief more than ever. <laughs> There's a lot of healing, a lot of healing, and I, you know. I mean, I guess the answer to that is maybe that's really where we need to be focused in our worlds and our spheres during a time like this is not continuing yeah. to argue the the uh, the election and not continuing to, have to you know defend ourselves and our point of view, but actually to look to be healers, um, mm-hmm. right in the you know in the very mm-hmm. neighborhoods and communities that we're all in. Yeah. Amen.
0: Well, I I, I truly hope that that is something that. Um, we're going to be able to do. And, and I hope do it with, with more, you know, with a louder voice and, uh, or at least more representation. And uh, I just appreciate your leadership in this way. I I love what you said earlier about, um, about us uh, having empathy and at least understanding Mm -hmm. what it must feel like to, to uh, minorities and Muslims, and
1: and, and and that
0: that's so good, and that's so important. Um, and there there are other things. I um, well, you and I can talk later about this. That I I really um, um, would would enjoy having uh, a discussion some more with you about what we at the Catch can do to help set a tone a better tone for for this and how how we could try and and uh get our message out to a broader audience that's really what i hope we can do Well, i would hope so uh, your message
1: is important especially for i think for you know especially at times like these john yeah yeah
0: well so um So what do we do now? I I, I just, this is just a really general, this is probably my final question. Um, But, uh, you know, you were not in favor of candidate Trump. And um, what is your take now on president elect Trump? I mean, what, what are we going to do? How do we think about him? And uh, how how, he's our president now going to be, you know, how do we support the country and you know, this is going to be an interesting thing to do. You
1: follow what I'm asking? (laughs) Yeah. Look, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be interesting time, especially for Christians to kind of sort through. Um, I, you know, I mean, my response has been both personally and what I've said when asked is um, I, I think you now have to prepare to treat him as a a president. Um, I think Mm -hmm. almost, Starting over and now judging how he what he says and how he behaves uh, as he comes into office as opposed to what he did during the campaign, um, mm, okay. I we should be praying we should be praying for him, um, praying for those around him. I think there's a, I think there are very good people uh, around him and there's some people around him that alarm me, but there are good people around him, including I, I believe the vice president elect, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Mm-hmm. Pence. So I, I think we have to lean into it um, with, uh, you know, the the heart's full of grace also, you know, towards him and, and to be helpful. Um, but I, I really, especially, again, if you, if you cast a vote for him, I think you really got to be ready if there is something that is said or done um, that is damaging or, or hurtful uh, to speak up. Um, because there are people mm-hmm. that are scared and afraid, mm-hmm. and there—I don't know—we don't. There may be things done to validate some of their fears. Um, there's, uh, you know, if things are carried out on the issue of immigration. Uh, everyone listening to this is going to know someone who's affected by that as a family. So, right. Right. Uh, you know. So I think we be we 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 wait and see what he does, and be supportive of what we can be. Uh, my my guesses will be thrilled at least with the first court pick. If you're conservative, um, we'll see what happens with subsequent ones. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting time. It's stressing all the paradigms that we're used to, uh, uh, you know, it used to be easy just to put on your team colors, uh, politically. And this election has uh, certainly kind of left those, those colors mm-hmm. shredded and in ribbons on the floor. And I think people are mm-hmm. all, you know, in a very individual way are figuring all this out. I was, I'll put it this way. We had, um, I had the privilege of being on a panel sponsored by the LA times this week. And I was on that panel with Mickey Canner, former U S trade representative and a real statesman of the United States from the other party. But it was, it was a real honor for me as a Republican to be there with, with Mickey, you know, and he pointed out that the, the, the vote for president's the most personal vote that uh, anyone casts. It's just, it's a really intensely personal thing. And yeah, I thought that mm. was that's so true. Um, such a great observation, and so depending on how, what who people voted for and how they went through that process, people are intensely um, wrapped up in this on a personal level, and so I, I just think for all of us as individuals, we have to be prayerful for ourselves um, to to have uh, new ways of thinking revealed to us, um, to not make sure we're being overly influenced. Um, by uh, by other sources of information that may not be be as crystal clear, trying to communicate this way, the Holy Spirit might during a time like mm-hmm. this. I think uh, you know, as we pray for the, as you pray for the administration, I think a lot of people gonna be praying for themselves to try to find understanding and to make sure they understand what truth is uh, during these days. Mm. Wow, good word, Rob.
0: You just always bring us such a good word. I, I appreciate this. So much, and uh, appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I will. I'll give you a. I'll give you a call sometime, and and, and we got to talk some more about um, some specific things. Maybe we can do in the catch. I'd love to. Good. Love to have you. Well, you know, about I enjoy that.
1: those. Yeah, I enjoy those conversations. I'll look forward to that. Great.
0: Great. Okay. We'll have a safe trip.
1: Home, and uh,
0: I'm sure this isn't the last time. We'll be talking to you. Thank you so much for your insights and and uh, encouragement to us. Thank you.
1: Good to be with you. Thank you, John. God bless.
0: Okay. Okay, folks, there you there you go. Some of the uh uh best words about this election I've heard in a long time, uh since we started this whole thing. I think it's excellent. So uh I uh I hope you will um yeah, I'm going to listen to this again. I hope you will, uh, and uh, because there's there's some really good stuff here, you can't get it all in one one shot. And uh, encourage some of your friends to pick it up and uh, come back and go to the go to the Blog Talk Radio forward slash the catch, and uh, you can uh, you can listen to this any time in the future um, because all of our all of our shows are archived there, and you should scroll back. There's some great ones. Um, they're all good in 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 one way or another. So I hope you would uh, take advantage. There's some great um, great lessons and and teaching and illustrations and and heart good stuff here, folks. So God bless you. Remember, it's uh, it's grace turned outward, God's grace towards us, manifested out towards everyone. Uh, let's have empathy. Towards those Who are afraid right now And see how God would maybe have us Reach out to them And, uh, and let's, let's Make sure that we take Our fears to the Lord And uh, find our hope in Him So God bless you Thank you so much Come back next week Yeah